This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Sunday, April 2nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined once again by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Dylan. Yeah, we're we're back. It's 2017. We're coming out of hibernation, and we're we're here again. You know, honestly, it it felt like it would never come. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good though. Did your off season go all right? Off season was all right. Uh, long, you know, since the last podcast, we've had a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah, we we got some new announcements for the show, but we are back. We're doing uh, our third season at Rotographs, our fourth yes. season of the show entirely. Yes. Yeah, it's that's weird. We're coming up on between the two sites like 300 episodes or something nuts, which is which is good. Yeah, I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. The big announcement right off the bat is that we are scaling back to two times a week, but we are still gonna make picks for every day of the season. Correct. Five days a week was just running us a little thin, and I think this will allow us to actually dig a little bit deeper into our picks and focus a little bit more on our contest. So. Still coming in, covering every day of the season with lots of picks. I think it'll be, it'll be good, just a little bit different. And yeah, it led us to get a little bit deeper into things. Hmm. And uh, Matt, you also had an announcement about some other work you're doing. I, I moved on for, I was, you know, you know the last two years I've, I've been working with, with uh, MLB.com on the fantasy side. I've, I've moved on from that and I'm now, I'm, I'm back to blogging, which is actually my first love, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's with with MLB. You know, you get read by a million people. You know, instantly, but nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Where, where with this, like, you know, you, you know, I'll get read over the course of a week by, you know, maybe eight thousand, ten thousand, depending on depending on the post. And mm-hmm. there's like, like, you know, you, you actually you know, you get the byline, and you know, there's actual interaction. It's it's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working with a, a fan sided site called Reviewing the Brew. It's it's brewers related and brewers only. Yeah, um, we we've over the past few years talked a lot about your White Sox fandom. I'm sure we will get into that plenty this year. But you now get uh, you already like the Brewers a bit, but now we get to hear a lot more about the Brewers. Yeah, huh? no, I, I they've always been like my my National League team, just the, you know the proximity and the you know the mm-hmm. proximity to the stadium, the cheapness of the ticket, the quality mm-hmm. of, of of the experience. Miller Park is is fantastic. It's one of the best facilities that you know I've, I've been to in the U.S. I've been to quite a few. Mm-hmm. So. I just, you know, it, it's, I've always kind of had an affinity for the team and now I get to write about it and I get, yeah. I get paid to write about it. So, you know, win-win. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you write about the Brewers just because as much as they're not a contender right now, they're not boring. No. There's a lot of fun players on that team. A lot of guys I'm excited to see what they do. I it's, think we'll yeah. be looking at, picking at some of those guys this year. Uh, they're not going to be boring at all. That's kind of cool. I've already ordered my Keon Broxton jersey. So, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. You and you and everybody else are real <laughs> excited to see what he's going to do. And then also, we, we'd be amiss to not talk about the White Sox, who, you know, had one of the biggest off-seasons, one I, way or another. Dylan, I think Rick Hahn has a TV. <laughs> are you happy with this full, full teardown rebuild? Is this a good thing? I am finally, you know, it's... This is really unusual, just to, you know, for you know, a person from Chicago in general, that you've now mm-hmm. got two franchises where the fans under not only understand the direction but believe in it of both. Yes, because you were kind of mad about the middle ground the White Sox were doing for a while. Oh God, I hated it. Yeah, you, yeah, it's like a proven recipe for failure in sports. You either do the teardown, do the rebuild, and do it properly, and then set yourself up for success, mm-hmm. or you know, you're already successful in winning, and then. 
but then you've got like this big clump of other teams who are just trying to to kind of half-ass it and do both, and it just it it never turns out well. Yeah. So I'm I'm ha- I'm happy they picked the lane finally, honestly. Yeah, and the White Sox might be worse than they've been in years this year, but it's gonna be good. And the, the farm is scary, and there's a bunch of really interesting guys, yes. and yeah, it's gonna be fun. They're gonna be real bad though. It's gonna. Be oh God, they're gonna. Um, I I. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. good. All right, so uh, this year we're doing our contest again. We we've done it for three years now, um, and it's always been a pitcher streaming contest. And we're gonna add uh, some new elements to this year. We're still sticking to the five by five, or pardon me, the the regular five roto categories for pitching. And our threshold has always been fifty percent owned or less in Yahoo leagues. And we're doing that again for pitchers. That's gonna be good. We're adding hitters this time last year we covered dfs hitters and it was just kind of us throwing names out all over the place with no accountability mm. and when we started the show part of the appeal was literally putting up our record and our picks in a chart so you can see how we do mm. uh being accountable for our choices we're doing that for hitters this year we're going to each pick a hitter every day and okay. we talked about how we wanted to do that and make it dfs relevant and streaming relevant because telling you to pick mike trout every day is not helpful just like telling you to pick Clayton Kershaw is not helpful in your fantasy league. So we're going to still look for uh, lesser-owned picks, and we didn't put a hard threshold on it, but instead we're making a sixth roto category yeah. that is simply ownership percentage. So you, we can pick Mike Trout if we think that he's going to be like a value still you need to get him, but when he's 100% owned, that's not helpful. Um, so we're going to be looking for the lesser on guys. And then through our chart through the year, you can say, oh, I've picked 23% on guys on average and Matt's picked 33% or whatever. And mm. so that'll be a category that we try and stay under each other's ownership percentage. Yeah, And, and so, the goal is to have, have the lowest number in that category. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a golfing thing. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. You want to have real lesser on guys. And so, yeah, we're going to be picking some bench guys and it should be able to help you. Uh, in DFS, we'll be like, hey, this guy's a value, you know, whatever format you're in. Uh, that's the thing is there's always been a lot of different DFS sites, and we don't, you know, we can't cover guys from five different sites. So check out the guys we recommend. And uh, also, because we're only doing twice a week, we're forecasting a bit in advance. Things change. And so, like, today we're going to talk about Monday through Thursday. Hmm. I don't think I mentioned that. The shows are going to be Monday and Friday, uh, which will allow us to preview... Uh, every series essentially, but Monday and Friday shows, and we're going to be doing things a bit in advance, which means sometimes guys get scratched or canceled. Uh, we apologize for not being able to tell the future that way. Um, but follow us on Twitter because that is where we'll be announcing our picks also day of if things change. Yes. So I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS. And that is where we'll have daily picks, at least, uh, if things change and who should we keep an eye out for. So, Matt, you got anything else before we get into actually looking at this baseball coming up? Just if, if any hitters get scratched, I would recommend them using a bandage. Yes, that's that's a good way to make sure that they're out there. I, I told you for the last few months, you better be stocking up your jokes and getting ready. And, and there's one. That's good. I just, I, you know, people don't know this, but like, you know, Dylan and I, like, we, you know, we, we text each other. Well, I text him, like, quite frequently. And a lot of times it's just like, you know, whatever, you know, like nonsense, like, springs to mind. Quips. Yeah. That's what they are. Qu- they're agreed. quips. 
And I, you know, you texted me a bunch of so I, I can't find any. Yeah, I'm always like, save it for the show, Matt. Save it up, especially twice a week. I'm like, I want you coming in on Mondays and Fridays, being like, all right, here's the here's the seven <laughs> things I got from the days off we had. It'll be good. It'll make for better shows. It'll be. Oh good. no, we, we were talking with the, the Padres pitching staff, and you know, we we're convinced the GM. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, everybody's freaking out. We're recording on Saturday. Everybody's freaking out because they just announced that they're uh, gonna have four pitchers. Or, pardon me, four catchers on the staff, and uh, Wait, one of them's going to be, yeah, one of them's going to be Christian Bethencourt, who's going to pitch more than catch, which is exciting and really neat. But yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> what? Uh, the Padres are going to be fun. The Padres are going to be bad and fun in a very different way than the Brewers going to be bad and fun. It'll be it'll be different, but it'll be good. I gotta. I'm googling this as we speak. I I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling for a liar, catchers. but that's amazing. Yeah, it's on Twitter. Everyone's real happy. One of them's Chris and Bethencourt. But all right, let's go ahead and actually start looking at uh, games through Thursday. So there are three games on Sunday the second, which is when this episode's coming out. Um, New York's going to Tampa Bay. Giants are going to Arizona. Cubs are going to St. Louis. There's nobody for us to stream here, pitcher wise, because they're all studs on opening day. Mm. Um, so we're gonna ignore this quasi opening day. For, for streaming picks. If you're in a league that's doing this day or you're playing DFS in the three-game day, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, if you are playing DFS, take a good long look at Carlos Martinez against the Cubs. Yeah, you like that one just because it'll be a fade. Nobody wants that. Uh, that and you know, extreme extreme ground ball pitcher against a mm-hmm. fly ball hitting offense. Mm-hmm. Could go okay. He's a good pitcher. He's always oh, fantastic. I'm a big fan, so... All right, so we're going to recognize official opening day, Monday the 3rd, and also want to preface this, all of our streaming picks early in the season are going to be kind of a nightmare because we don't really know what's going on yet. You know, we think we know from last year, but we don't. We get much better at the streaming thing later in the season when we have more data. April's kind of a mess, but we're all in the same boat. Okay. So, Matt, we'll start with pitchers on Monday. There's a lot of aces you have to ignore, but of Correct. the ugly, under-owned, less than 50% owned guys, who did you like on Monday? You just went up and down the list. There really wasn't much to pick from. You had Edinson Volquez versus the Nats. No, thank uh-huh. you. You, yeah. had, you know, Junior Guerra versus Colorado. Interesting, but... Interesting, ugh. but I'm... I Honestly, I, th- I think Guerra might have been overused a bit last year. Yeah. Just based on the early, what I've been hearing out of spring, out of spring, is that he hasn't had quite the same zip on his stuff as he did last year, and they think that yeah. overuse might be might be the cause. I have good news, Matt. We're yeah. 12 minutes into our first episode, and the train by my house has showed up for its own cameo. Pardon my train. <laughs> Pardon my train. That did not take long. Except uh, Julius Jacine pitching for San Diego in Los Angeles. Ugh. This staff, man. I like him in Petco. I don't like him on the road, so that's a hard pass for me. He's not awful, but he's definitely not good. No thanks. Yeah. Except you have Jeremy Hellickson versus Scott Feldman. Yeah, what a matchup, right? You know, I Scott Scott Feldman like starting him on opening day is just like telling your fans don't show up. Yeah, we like pass. We're just we're passing. I mean, <laughs> You'd be better off giving giving the start to rookie Davis just to kind of generate some excitement. But either way, the Reds are making the Padres look good. You're like, oh, Ulysses Chassin's your opener, and you're like, yeah, it's not Scott Feldman though. Accurate, so. yes. Uh, next up, you have Ricky Nolasco versus Kendall Graven, which 
honestly, I think we we saw that matchup like 87 times last season. It felt like it's like borderline viable. You look at it, you're like maybe, maybe, but yeah, not exciting. And then we've got my pick. All right, I'm going with Irvin Santana pitching at home against Kansas City. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you like about this? Is it mostly that Kansas City is whatever? <laughs> yeah, Kansas City is very whatever, and Santana. Does not really he doesn't really have a platoon split, so there's not really like an like, they can't really stack the lineup against him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think we might finally see all that Kansas City regression. I know we've been saying that for a few years, and they were whatever last year. It, uh, they might be real bad this year. There's a non-zero chance, yes. Yeah, especially if things go bad. They got a bunch of guys in their last year of their contract. They might sell off real hard. It might get real ugly. Opening day, I don't know. Um, but Erwin Santana is totally safe-ish guy. I can see that being fine. Yeah. That's that's a good opening day streamer. That's what I thought, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I'm going to take Jeremy Hellickson in Cincinnati. I'm going to bank on Cincinnati being bad. I realize their staff is worse than their lineup. They have some hitters, at least. But uh, Jeremy Hellickson had a 3.71 ERA last year. That was okay. And he actually was better in the second half. 6-4-2 OPS in the second half. So hmm. he's not exciting. I'm not thrilled about it. But, uh, you know, opening day streamers, Irvin Santana, Jeremy Hellickson. That's where we're starting. We can do that. Okay, Matt. Uh, now we got to pick some hitters. Which, yes. Which we haven't done in this format. I'll go first for Monday's hitters, if you okay. like. I'm picking on Michael Saunders at Scott Feldman is my first pick. Basically, I pick guys against Scott Feldman is where I'm going here. Okay. Now, is this your a your like the pick that you want, or is this like your third choice? Yeah. No, no. So first up, I'm going up with Michael Saunders getting Scott Feldman. And, and this is the pick that will go on the chart. This little pick that will go on the chart. If Michael Saunders starts, he's my guy. Okay. He's 5% owned. Yes. Um, if he isn't in there, yeah, so we'll list a few other guys, too, as backups. But I mostly want Phillies getting getting Feldman. It's in Cincinnati, and Feldman could not handle left-handed bats at all. Uh, this is a real problem for him. So Michael Saunders, new Philadelphia Philly. He's only 5% owned. He's always been, always been talented, can hit righties. I'll take him. If he doesn't get in, Freddie Galvis is fine with me. Also 5% owned. Shooting real low here. If neither of them, whatever, for a reason, stay. Uh, Odobel Herrera is also fine for me, too. But but Phillies for me. Mostly Michael Saunders. Um, and it's not just Scott Feldman being so bad, which he is. Uh, it's that Reds bullpen in Cincinnati, man. They were so bad last year. And I don't know if you noticed, but they did not exactly go out and shore up their bullpen at all. So uh did not. Yeah, so I'm hoping for another bad Reds bullpen and and Phillies, especially left-handed Phillies. So Michael Saunders for me, getting getting Feldman them. Matt, who are you thinking okay. uh, for a hitter on Monday? Okay, before we before we get into my pick, my pick for the hitter, I'm just gonna say I I also have Odubel Herrera on my list, and he's uh -huh. my he's my my solid C pick. Okay, it's a good backup one. If you end up with him, it'll be fine. You you know he's gonna play. Yeah. And you know he's going to you know, be hitting into the top of the lineup, and you know he's probably going to score some runs. Yeah. My only risk for picks on Monday is if, like, that game's rained out or something, and I'll have to scramble and get somebody else. Accurate. But, yeah. Okay. Yep. So my A pick, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get off to a better start with the stats and, and go uh -huh. for, you know, the uh, you know the percentage a bit later. Because I, I feel like uh -huh. opening day, it's not going to be a whole, whole lot of bench guys getting in or a whole lot of the, you know, lesser-known guys getting in. It's going to be more of the, you know, the, you know your stars 
mm-hmm. playing a bit more. I'm going to go with Daniel Murphy versus Edinson Volquez. Sure. Absolutely. He was insane last year. Yes. He was great. Yeah. I like that. What is he, 99% on? At 93, I believe. Oh, boy. That's lower than it should be. I, yeah. Yahoo's weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking See, again these these early season ownership percentages are going to be funky but no he's yeah. 99 i lied i'm i apologize yeah okay trying to cheat in the six more percent no i think i think it's a, uh odabel who's 93 and my my, uh, my, okay. my, my big yeah. guy is also 93 okay uh so daniel murphy is just what volquez is whatever that bullpen's not that good anymore volquez he, he doesn't really have a, an obvious platoon so but he's not very good against either side mm-hmm you know, in fact, he's he's pretty bad against he's pretty bad against both sides, and yeah. Daniel Murphy just torches righties. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm into that. It'll be just fine. So, uh, who's your B pick for Monday? My B pick is uh, this is a guy I own a lot of shares of this year, so he better not suck. Uh-huh. Andrew Benintendi. Oh yeah, that's a good one. He's <sighs> not really sure what he's gonna do, but it's gonna be good. I, I feel like too. a lot of people think he's gonna be just a. Uh, pure hitter. I heard somebody try and say he'll hit 340, and I don't know if I'm going that high, but... In his first season? I don't know. That was... He was immediately good last year. He was very know. good last year. Uh, he gets your boy Garrett Cole, huh? Yeah. I Actually, yeah. I, I own a few shares of Cole this year, too, but I would yeah. do everything in my power to skip this start. Mm-hmm. Red Sox were awfully left-handed, and he was not... He was, he was really bad against lefties last year. Yeah. So, and Benintendi could bat at a decent spot in the lineup. He that should. whole lineup's going to be stacked. Yes. It's going to be real good. So, yeah. Okay. What do you, uh, what's Benintendi's ownership percentage? 90, that's, he's at 93. 93 also. Cool. Those are all, those are all good guys. They're a little higher owned, but I don't think that's a bad strategy. It's the first again. time we're doing this or figuring out the strategy anyway. Yeah. So. so, again, I, I want to get off to a good start. So I'm, I'm going to go with guys mm-hmm. who, you know, names, but not, you know, your Trouts or Harper. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into Tuesday, which, you know, as we get more into the week, there's going to be more pitching options where it's not, you know, your opening day, guys. Uh, Zach Davies getting the Rockies was interesting to me a little bit, but I just, I'm staying away from the Rockies. The flip side of that, uh, I think you might like a lot too. Tyler Anderson going to the Brewers. Uh, Tyler Anderson's only 25% owned. We're going to be talking about Rocky starters a fair amount this year. They're all pretty interesting. But he's left-handed, and the Brewers can hit lefties real well. And being away from Colorado might be nice, but it's not like Milwaukee is a great place to pitch either. So, intrigued by Anderson, I'm skipping it. The one I like, you're not going to like it, but I'm into it. CC Sabathia going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> he's only 6% owned. He had a 3-2-6 ERA away from Yankee Stadium last year. And if you look at the Rays lineup, they got guys like Longoria and Souza who can hit righties, but they got a whole bunch of platoon guys, and their right-handers off the bench that they might stack against the lefty are like Daniel Robertson, Ricky Weeks, Peter Bordros, who was a White Sox until a week ago. Yeah, I, I'm not that scared of the Tampa Bay Rays right now, and CC Sabathia at 6% owned is too low, I, at least in certain starts. So I am streaming CC Sabathia, which is a weird thing to say, but it is 2017. So, yeah, I think that's a fine matchup for him. I'm not that worried about the Rays. Who who do you got? Did you go Tyler Anderson? No, I went CC also. You also went CC? Yes. You hated him last year. I thought you were really uh, against me liking him some last year, but what do you what do you agree with me on there? Where where did I get it? This is more of a bet against the Rays as opposed to a bet on CC. Mm-hmm. 
they just don't look that good, right? No, they really. I mean, they, you know, they got rid of Logan Forsyth, which uh-huh. you know, it, it, Evan Longoria was just beside himself over the off season. Right, I'm sure. No, he he like actually was like tweeting that out, like he like couldn't believe that they traded Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there's just not that many bats left in Tampa Bay. And again, they're going to do a lot of the platoon thing, but the righty bats are not. Yeah, that's Tim Beckham, Derek Norris. Like, okay, I'm not worried about them. No. Well, they might be real bad against lefties. So they might be real bad. Period. Did you think about Tyler Anderson at all? No, I'm intrigued by him, but I don't like that matchup. Yeah, me. Either. He's an interesting guy. Yes. Okay, and then Matt, who are you thinking for hitters on Tuesday? Okay, my A pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a guy, I believe, it's a good chance this might, this might be his Major League debut. Okay. Yandy Diaz. Yeah, I thought about him. Third Cleveland ba- guy. Third base from Cleveland Indians, okay? I don't think they're going to they're gonna start him against Hugh Darvish, at least I, for his sake. I hope they don't, but I, I think he's going to get in there against the lefty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, in fact, right-handed, and mm-hmm. the only thing I really had to go on was his spring stats, and he did really well against lefties in spring. He's an interesting prospect, take, for sure. Take that for what you will, but either way, he gets Martin Perez, who has Awful. a very obvious platoon split, not very good against right-handed bats at all. I yeah. think Yandy's going to get in there, and I think he's going to do damage against the lefty. And how owned is Yandy Diaz? I believe he's zero or one. Yeah. I can check, but yeah, that's a that's a good one there. Um, I've had him almost. I thought about it. I found other guys I like. He's two percent owned for what it's worth. Fantastic. My C pick, my safety pick is Jose Ramirez getting Martin Perez. So same concept, but more proven. He's ninety percent owned, but I'm in on picking on Martin Perez. Absolutely. Who who'd you have as your backup guys? Who else do you like? My my B pick is Logan Forsyth against Clayton Richard. Okay. Yep, I like that a lot. Just because Clayton Richard, ah, the Padres. Oh, the Padres. We're just going to be picking against the Padres all year, I feel like. On the road, absolutely. Yeah. Forsyth, 74% owned. Matches lefties, going to be all set. Yes. I like that just fine. Clayton Richard yeah. is, in fact, left-handed, and he's not good against right-handers yeah. whatsoever. So. Anybody else for you? And lastly, my, my C pick, I'm going to, I'll, this is, I'm using my C as kind of like a just in case. Like if uh-huh. like both of these guys happen to be sitting, you know, this guy probably shouldn't. Uh-huh. I'm going to roll Kyle Schwarber out there against Adam Wainwright. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. Hmm. Uh, should be just fine. And Wainwright could get better, but he's definitely not old Wayne Wainwright. So. No, he's not. And it's, you know, lefty and righty for Schwarber. Yep. And he's doing the weird leadoff thing, maybe, which yes. is interesting, different, not bad, lots of at-bats. And we're doing the standard 5x5 five five in this contest, so that's still good. Hmm. I, I thought similar to you. Um, I went with all those Dodgers righties, so I'm going right into the bench, and I'm basically taking the right-handed bat off the bench that they hopefully use against Clayton Richard. The top name and my priority, if they'll give it to me, is Franklin Gutierrez. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't quit you, Franklin. You really is can't. a solid 0% owned. I just see, like, a, a second day of the season smashing a, a big homer off Clayton Richard. I like Gutierrez. They might not go with him. They might go with Kike Hernandez, who's also 0% owned. Great. All those guys can hit lefties. If it's not him, it's Scott Finn's like... Gets in there, gets the lefty, also 0% owned. I'm taking, I legit like all of them against left-handed batters, but that is the three I'm going in that order with. Um, after that's Yusiel Puig, which would be fine against a lefty too, but yeah, I, I'm really picking on Clayton Richard, for sure. 
And then, yeah, down on my list is Jose Ramirez, too. If you went Indians, righties, or Dodgers, righties, I think we're given the big, big seal of approval there. Mm. I'm into that. Okay, on to Wednesday, April 5th. Uh, looking at pitchers, this one was a little tougher for me, honestly. There were a lot of maybe-ish guys, and uh, Hector Santiago gets the Royals. I think that's okay, but he was pretty bad as a twin last year. James Shields gets the Tigers, and just how excited are you, Matt, that James Shields is not the opening day starter? Is that just the victory for you, personally? Yes, this is a personal victory for him. I mean, yeah. if... Okay, I I get both sides. If he if he was the opening day starter, that means Jose Quintana was traded. So mm-hmm. it means they've got another, you know, stat, you know group of prospects that are going to be up, you know, doing well, hopefully, in a few, mm-hmm. in a few years. So I would be okay. I wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, I would feel a lot like a red fan who has to watch Scott Feldman on opening day. Yeah. So I wouldn't feel good, but I would get it. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be complaining. I don't think. Things can only get better for James Shields. I feel like. No. It's always going to be as bad as last year. No. I don't know. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not betting there. I looked long and hard at Jordan Zimmerman getting the White Sox, but. The White Sox are really right-handed, and he struggles with righties. And I think the White Sox will hit a little bit more than they'll pitch. I don't know. Also, there's just no strikeouts there with Zimmerman. Mm. Like, the upside is so low that even if he has a good game, you're just not going to get much from it. So, thought about it. He's under the threshold. I don't know. Dan Straley gets the Nationals. I like Dan Straley okay, but that's too scary of an offense. Um, I could see myself using Dan Straley this year, just not there. Um, Bartolo Colon is eligible. We, we get another year of him. He gets his old team in the Mets. Eh, but it's too early for me to take such a boring pick. I'm going with Dylan Bundy at home against the Blue Jays. Wow. Dylan Bundy. Oh. Yeah. Here's the thing. Dylan Bundy's very talented. He started to get tired last year. I'm not drafting him anywhere because I'm kind of worried his elbow's going to blow up again. But first start, I'll take it. You know, right now he should theoretically be refreshed. And, and, you know, rested, but I'm not betting on him for you the year, but I'm going to bet on him at least in April. And the Blue Jays, they lost Edwin, and the lineup's just, at least on the road, not that scary. I mean, it's good. It's not a one to beat up on, but, um, Bundy also had a 314 ERA at home last year. He likes pitching in Baltimore. So, yeah, I don't love this one. It was kind of a tough day for me, but I'm picking who I think is the most talented pitcher. Um, actually, the only other one I looked at was Lance Lynn gets the Cubs. No, thank and you. And Lance Lynn's 37% owned, and I think a month from now, he's going to be much more than 37% owned. I agree, but I don't want him for the start. Yeah, I, I'm like, that's a guy you should grab in your league if he's sitting there. Uh, somehow made it through the draft and is on the waiver wire. I get you. But, yeah, I, I'm stashing him, because if he's fine, he's a totally useful pitcher. Yes. He's recovering from Tommy John, didn't pitch last year, mm. but... No thanks against the Cubs. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, I have Dylan Bundy. Matt, who are you going with? Yeah, I, I looked at all the names you mentioned, and I went back to Hector Santiago. Okay. I'm going to roll with Hector, I think. All right, just picking on the Royals more of this series. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, again, more of a pick against the Royals as opposed to a pick on Hector mm-hmm. Santiago. But I think there, there's some strikeout upside there. I, I can't see him getting lit up, but, you know, who knows? But I I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's the safe pick, and I, kinda, I think I kind of want to be a bit safer in April than I was last year. I don't think that's crazy at all because we kind of dig holes in April sometimes too. Yes, it's a little tough. Like yeah. you know, you, you're, you're Dylan Bundy start. I'm sorry, it has all the makings of 
Oh, it could be bad. Oh, three three innings, eight runs. I'm sorry. It, it could be. I understand. I picked who I think's the best pitcher, even if it's not the best matchup. Right. And again, he was good at home last year. But yeah, we, I'm worried about that elbow. Was that as a reliever or as a starter? He was fine. He 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 had it going. He kind of helped keep them together. He's interesting, right. but there's a lot of risk there. Um, for hitters. I am picking on Brandon Finnegan, who I kind of like, but he got murdered uh, we're in my gonna go, you're gonna have, We're going to have the same pick, I think. We're going to have the same pick because it's good. Go Cameron ahead. Rupp is 16% owned. He's the catcher, but he has a 902 OPS against lefties in his career. Got to do it. That's your pick? Okay. But after that, uh, I'm going to take Rupp, but you could take Tommy Joseph. That's who I'm, That's my A pick, Tommy Joseph. All right, my A pick's Rupp. If he doesn't make it in, my B pick is Tommy Joseph. He's 42% owned, but Rupp has been so good against lefties in his career. And Tommy Joseph might be a legit both sides of the plate fantasy hitter Yes, uh, for sure. I could see him being like Lance Lynn like a month from now. Oh, crap, everybody's picked him up. Rupp as the catcher going to be lesser owned. So I'm going with the catcher. You're going with the first baseman. But we're both just picking on Finnegan. And again, it's Cincinnati and the Reds bullpen. Uh, I'm all about that. Those are great streaming guys right now. Mm. Tommy Joseph, a month from now, might be better than a streaming guy. My safety pick after that from another game, uh, I'm taking Chesler Cuthbert getting your Hector Santiago. He's only 1% owned. He has an 819 OPS against left-handers last year. He came in and was okay with Moustakas out. And my worry there is that Ned Yost never uses anybody off his bench ever. <laughs> He just plays the same lineup every day, and if Moustakis is there, I'll just let him play against lefties. So I don't know that Cuthbert's going to get in, mm -hmm. but if he does, he is worth your attention. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be a streaming option, for sure. So you're taking Tommy Joseph. Are there any other hitters that were kind of interesting to you? Yeah, of course. I've got My, my B pick is going to be Scott Schebler versus Gerard Eikhoff. Okay, you can do that. Lefty on righty. Mm -hmm. uh, Schebler... You know, mashed righties last year. I cough not great against lefties last year. So mm -hmm. that's my, my thought process there. And my C pick, I'm, I'm going to go with the speed guy, I think. Sure. Those are, you know, we were still figuring out the strategy. And since we're playing five by five, you might find yourself at a point in the season where we need steals, yeah. you know? So uh, I'm going to go with Gerard Dyson versus Charlie Morton. They are going to start him every day in Seattle. I don't know what's going on, but that is a thing. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. uh, what ownership percentage is Gerard Dyson? It's, it can't be very high. I have to look. Okay. I'll, I'll check it for you. No, but, I'm, I'm, yeah. I got the screen up right now. I just uh, He's 38% owned. That's You know what? If you need cheap speed, and we talked about this uh, in our bold prediction piece, which is going to come out you know, before this podcast... Um, or at least I talked about, people are loving, like, Jose Peraza, and people love to overpay for these, like, trendy speed-only guys, mm. and that's fine, but there's cheap speed-only guys also, like Gerard Dyson or, God forbid, Travis Jankowski, who we liked last year. Yeah, and Gerard Dyson could easily, if they're going to play him every day, could lead the league in steals. It's going to be nuts, so... You like him in mostly just because Charlie Morton's bad? Lefty and righty, uh, Dyson, you know, he, he believe it or not, he had, he had a higher OPS last year against lefties. It was a super small sample size. I'm not going to buy into mm -hmm. it. I'm going I'm to go with the platoon advantage. And if you're going to pick a speed guy, it has to be against a righty just because they don't quite have the same pickoff move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm That's totally fine with that. I mean, They're going to bat him, I think, low in the lineup, but his job is to run yeah. for sure. So. You know, Morton, he doesn't have a terrible pickoff move, but again, he's still a righty, so there's always... You know, going to be that 
disadvantage. Okay. You got anything else for Wednesday before we wrap up on Thursday? No. All right. Let's get into Thursday, Matt. Uh, or at the end of most of these rotations, there's a lot of bad pitchers that are eligible to pick from. Yes. Who are you looking at on Thursday? Okay, you had a bunch. You know, you've a Clay Buckholtz rookie Davis option. Ugh. Pass, Ugh. hard pass. Uh, Chad Cool versus Eduardo Rodriguez. Well, hard pass. No on both. Chase in Anderson. Fenway. No yeah, in Fenway. Chase Anderson versus undecided. Our boy Chase Anderson. I, I, but I'm sorry, I can't pick Chase Anderson as much as I would love to. The problem with him and guys like uh, Michael Pineda is when their weakness was home runs, and then last year in the second half when home runs went up across the board, like it went from bad to worse on some of those guys. So these homer weakness guys have just, it's become too much. No thanks. Mm, Like, I love Chase Anderson. I miss you, but sorry, man. (laughs) I'm out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Daniel Norris versus Derek Holland. Great matchup for Daniel Norris. Awful matchup for Derek Holland. Mm-hmm. Yep, I wrote that down. Daniel Norris is interesting, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jared Weaver versus Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah, Ryu's back. And apparently, like, they're like convinced he's healthy, so... Enough for to start on Thursday. Against you know. Jared Weaver. That's the thing about streaming, is you're not putting a huge commitment into it. No. You know, if you're just one day, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got Andrew Triggs versus Undecided in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tom Kohler versus Undecided in Washington. It's good to say Tom Kohler's name again. That's how you know it's Field of Stream season. Then we can talk about Tom Kohler. <laughs> You're right. right. I honestly yeah. I did not know he made the rotation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? He's fine. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Jaime Garcia versus Matt Harvey. Jaime Garcia now pitching in Atlanta. Yeah. That Atlanta staff is... Interesting, not, right? Not Colorado interesting, but interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought about that. It's the Mets. There's just not enough strikeouts there for me, but interested. Blake Snell going up against Toronto? No, thank you. But but interesting. Okay. Okay. Ariel Miranda versus Ho- Joe... I said Jose Musgrove. No, it's Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, yeah. But from now on, we will definitely know him as Jose Musgrove. That's going to stick starting <laughs> right now. You know, I, was, I was having too much fun saying Ariel Miranda, and I wanted to continue into <laughs> Jose Musgrove. Yeah. Musgrove's interesting. He is. I think Houston's going to be like one of those Boston lineups that you don't want to pick against in almost every situation. They're going to they're gonna mash. They're scary. Yeah. I. You know what? I, I, I can't disagree with that statement whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got my pick. Okay. You got Kyle Gibson at home in Minnesota against Kansas City. You're just picking on the Royals all week, yes, aren't you? I am. Oh boy. Okay. And what do you like about Kyle Gibson other than he's pitching against the, <laughs> the Royals? I just remember the thing about him streaming him was he was so Jekyll and Hyde, where he was very capable of eight scoreless innings, but he was also very capable of eight earned runs. Hmm. Like when he was bad, he was bad, and when he was on, it was great. Um. Kind of a frustrating pitcher, but definitely upside all the time. Oh, God, that's right. You can't type in twins.com because somebody bought it. No, it's, uh, yeah, there's these two guys in Minnesota. There's a whole thing about that. Are you um, serious? I was gonna, yeah, so our our friend Ben Lindbergh, who was on the show last year, uh, they've now joined the Fangraphs Network, which is exciting. <gasps> and when he was writing at Grantland, he did a piece where he met and interviewed the two guys, the twins that own twins.com. 
It's a great article. Highly recommended. Uh, just Google Ben Lindbergh twins Grantland or whatever. And, and yeah, it's uh, awesome. What are they trying to get out of this? Basically, they are twins fans too, and they like it. And the twins have come to them and like offered them money. And they're like, if they asked nicely, we would have just done it. But they just like sent lawyers to us and oh. like trying to make it a business deal. And they were like really turned off by that. Uh, it's a super interesting interview. He like talks to them. They're like in a band and stuff. Okay. They're, they're characters. You should read it. I'll link it in the post. But Ben Lindbergh wrote a good piece about the guys that own twins.com and won't sell it at all. It's good. That's um, super odd. I don't, I mean, it's, it's a good piece. It's worth reading. It's, it's fun. You know, sort of the guy who bought adamcroll.com? No, he, similar type thing. Yeah, he, he, but he, but it was it was the guy, and he tried to hold up he tried to hold up Adam and like be like, I'll, I'll sell you this site for two million dollars or you know whatever yeah. you know whatever ridiculous amount of money, and Adam just said no. And, yeah, and just like waited until the guy like forgot through and knew it, and then Adam just like got it for like you know fifteen bucks or whatever. <laughs> oh boy, that's bad. <laughs> like I blew it. Yeah. So um so yeah, Effectively Wild is now on the Fangrass network, which is exciting for us as well. Have been now on board with Jeff Sullivan over here. Anyway. Okay, back to Kyle Gibson, okay? Kyle Gibson. Jekyll and Hyde pitcher. He's had a fantastic spring. Yeah. Nineteen to five strikeout to walk ratio in twenty eight and third innings, only two homers allowed, only five earned runs allowed. Mm-hmm. He's he's looked really, really good. And And he gets the Royals. And th- there's always been like like he, you know, he, he was a tethered prospect, and then he got hurt, and then he kind of struggled mm-hmm. to find himself. You know, what what if this is the year he finds himself and puts it together? You know, that that's there's a non-zero chance that that happens. So, yep, and we've seen him have good starts. This is a a streamer that can can give you what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I like him in DFS, just in terms of you know, in those GPPs, you can hit with him, and not many people took him, and you get a lot of points out of that. Mm-hmm. So, accurate. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, especially against the Royals. Um, I like Musgrove. I like Blake Snell as a pitcher. He's an interesting guy. I might, you know, take in a late round, can strike guys out. Not against Toronto. No way. Pass, pass, pass. Ryu getting the Padres, I thought about for sure. I think that's an okay matchup. I think that's a safer one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Andrew Triggs getting the Angels. And Jeff Sullivan, as mentioned, has written a bunch about Andrew Triggs. He loves Andrew Triggs. Um, there's some interesting metrics going on. The big one is... He had the weird backwards thing last year where he was way worse as a reliever and way better as a starter. Um, he had a 2.70 ERA and more importantly, 23 strikeouts to one walk as a starter last year. Just okay. dominated and had a 5.76 ERA as a reliever. So for whatever reason, way better at starting. The A's are going to let him do it. I'm not that scared of the Angels. They have the best player in baseball and then not much else. So. I'm streaming 13% owned Andrew Triggs getting the Angels. I'm interested there. But Ryu is a, a one I like just fine too. Mm. As for hitters, I'm taking another Dodger against the Padres. This oh, time no. we're going... Come on, damn it. You got the same guy as me. I know it. Are you in on Andrew Tolls? No. I'm going to say Jack Peterson. Oh, I'm in on Andrew Tolls. He's 3% owned. That's my boy. It's Jared Weaver. Andrew Tolls. Everybody recognized for hitting the crap out of the ball uh, in the playoffs last year. And then he's hit the crap out of the ball in spring training, if we're buying into spring training stats on this show. Um, and they're giving him that job in left field, I think. They're going to let him do that, and he's left-handed. So, you know, they're going to put in Franklin Gutierrez or whoever against against lefties. But 
Against Jared Weaver, let's go Andrew Tolles. 3% owned. He's a guy that, if he keeps making this much contact, might be, you know, 40, 50% owned in a month. But right now, 3% owned. I want him against, uh, against Jared Weaver. Jared Weaver's so bad. He's gonna hit him just fine. Other than that, I got two Tigers getting Derek Holland are my, my B and C picks if Andrew Tolles doesn't start. Okay. Mikey Matuk is one of those raised guys that was one of those splits that he has a career 685 OPS, whatever. 859 against lefties. Mm. Hits lefties, can do that so far. Sneak him in there against Derek Holland. He's 0% owned. And then how about your boy James McCann if you can start? 3% owned because he's bad. 657 OPS. He has an 864 against lefties. Mm. So... I'm taking Andrew Tolles if he doesn't start. I got two, you know, right-handed bats that I hope can get in against Derek Holland. So uh, my strategy to open the week with the hitters was to be real cheap and keep my ownership percentage down. But that could backfire on me when I'm hitting 150 in the first week or whatever. Yes, it could. Team. So we're, we're trying that. Matt, who are you thinking for hitters other than Jacques Peterson? Jack Peterson's my clear A. I love that matchup for him. I think he's going to hit it's all gonna the be good. against Jared Weaver. <laughs> He could he could smash one out real real well. He's eighty seven percent owned, but That's that fine. might be well worth it. Yes, it might. Yeah. Um, my my B pick is Mitch Moreland at ten percent owned against Shed Cool. I like that. He was in my uh, he was in my bold predictions. I'm in on Mitch Moreland for RBIs and home runs and just being a part of that awesome lineup. That's a really good pick, actually. Okay, I like and that. And lastly, I'm gonna go Steve Pierce against Blake Snell at twelve percent. Okay, yeah, hitting a lefty. Like, yeah, I'm in the Steve Pierce there as well. So, cool. Those are definitely some options. We got those all set up, A through C. Make sure that we'll, we'll, we'll have to be checking lineups every day. Make sure our guys get in there. But that'll be good. Yeah. Cool. That's picks for us for our first week before our next show on Friday. Matt, we're back in the saddle making baseball picks. Feels good, yeah? It, does. it, it really feels good to be, to be doing this again. I really missed it. It'll be good to go check and see all the zeros we put up, or opposite of zeros. Hitters and pitchers that we're putting on the line now. But um, again, follow us on Twitter. I'm at HigginsFOS. Matt is at MattD underscore DFS. And we'll be tweeting every day. I'm not only coming out of podcast hibernation, I'm very much coming out of Twitter hibernation. (laughs) You do hibernate. I, I definitely follow Twitter all through the winter, but like I'm on, I'm around, but I'm kind of lurking, and I'm like, oh, now I can tweet about baseball again. I'm awake. I'm here. We're we're back. So uh, follow us there, and we'll be doing our daily picks, especially as we check lineups if things change. But guys to look out for, um, trash talking, talking about how the other person's picks are way worse than our own. It'll be good, and and having charts to prove it. So yeah. Matt, you got anything else before we get rolling out of here on our first show? I got a few things I want to... Well, one important thing. um, Did I think that I I quit smoking? You did, yeah, which is awesome. Congratulations. Not only that, like, vaping, smoking, I I, I, I vaped ironically for about six months, and then I gave it up. You you vaped unironically. No, it's correct. You're right. You got me. You asked me about it. You're like, do you know anything about vaping? And I was like, well, kids might make fun of you. And you're like, oh, I'm going to use it to quit smoking. And I was like, oh, in that case, like, great. That's there's nobody will make fun of you for trying to quit smoking. And apparently, well, it worked. The, the problem was, you know, when I'm, I would I'd be, you know, writing or working from home, I would just be on the vape pen like nonstop. Yeah. Like to the point that like my hands were shaking. <laughs> Too much of it. Yes. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I over the winter uh, on the 16th, I just. Yeah, I, I put down the cigarettes, put down the vape, and haven't picked it up since. So, no, 
Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, no, if I... you are trying to quit smoking and want to talk to Matt about it, he's on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. The, the, the second month was the hardest. Yeah, really? It, yeah. There was like a... a uh, uh, that's interesting. Oh, no, not, not just, like, it was like super stressful at work. And I'm like, oh, God, I wish I could just you know, whip out one of my 20 little buddies and... <laughs> no, that's really cool. Yeah. That's great to hear. And yeah, we're going to be doing twice a week going forward. Uh, I mentioned that Ben Lindbergh and Effective of the Wild have joined the Fangraphs uh, radio network, which is really exciting. Carson Sistuli is still doing Fangraphs audio all the time. You should check that out. And Paul Sporer and Eno and Jason Collette are at uh, Sleeper in the Bus. There's so much like content going on here that you should check out. Really yeah. Podcasts all the time. No, I'm like, oh, I feel bad. We're not doing every day. There's <laughs> podcasts all the time. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's tons of photographs. Yeah, then that should about do it for us for today. The other thing I was going to mention is that we don't have a sponsor for the show right <gasps> now. But if you want to support the show and all of those other great shows, which are free, uh, you can become a Fangraphs member. It's 20 bucks a month, and it's how you support the website that's completely free and brings you great content from a bunch of great writers and podcasters. And I don't know. Yeah, it's weird to think about the baseball world if Fangraphs weren't around. There's just so much good content coming out. So um, not asking for your money, but if you want to support it and help keep it around, uh, you can be a Fangraphs member for 20 bucks a month. And for 50 bucks a month, you can turn off all of the ads and also support it. So... Yeah, you can also buy hats to... and t-shirts. Yeah, there's merch. There's there's a bunch of ways to support. Should you have a little bit of pocket change and, and want to help out and give back and keep good content around that you like having around. It, it lets us do the show. It lets the site exist. So there's that. Matt, you got anything else before we get rolling? Um, no, I, th- I think we're good. Cool. Well, it's good to do the show with you again. Real excited about it. Uh, excited for this 2017 season to watch these White Sox and these Brewers. And, and yeah, just get rolling again. We'll be back on a Friday, every Monday morning, every Friday morning. There'll be a podcast for you. For Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy opening week. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.